In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and today you are in for one heck of a show. So pen and paper, wherever you're at, find a quiet spot, lock and load, get ready to go because we've got a genius with us today, somebody who is a doctor of neuropsychology and one of the most sought-after ultimate performance specialists in the industry. Now, he's presented to well over 3 million people around the globe. He is a business partner to Anthony Robbins. His unique brand of tell, show, do teaching and coaching creates rapid personal change that effectively moves people to take more consistent action and go further faster with their personal and business achievements. I had him on the show, Networking Remote 2020, one of the best episodes to date. He designs a dynamic line of human change technology products and services. So get ready. Please welcome to the show today, special guest Joseph McClendon III. Tony, thank you for having me. And I'm going to start off by saying, first off, thank you for having me here. But I'm going to start off by saying, when I grow up, I want to have a voice like yours. <laughs> you are spectacular, man. I, I love the I love the tone in your voice and and your delivery and everything. So, but well, I, I'm going to get that quoted. We're going to put that all over Joseph McClendon. When he grows up, he wants to be like the voice of Tony Grubmeyer. I think that's pretty damn good. I think I said, if I grow up. Yeah, and that's the problem. I think growing up is a trap. And so we're going to find out that and so much more today. Question for you. Everybody gets this. What is your definition of success? Healthy, happy, and wealthy. And what that means is, is having the energy and the self-certainty that you are going to see tomorrow as great as it can possibly be. Happy, meaning all, everything that falls underneath it, being in love, loving, gratitude, all of those things. You wake up every day with a big smile on your face. And wealthy, meaning financially abundant and lifestyle abundant. That's when you're successful. When you're able to, to check all those boxes, that's success to me. And, and by the way, in those boxes, including in happiness, is that level of contribution that you give to people, whatever makes you happy. Uh, and there's some pretty basic things for human beings, but um, I think those, and, and God, you know, there's a lot of things underneath those things, but that's my definition. Man, thank you so much. Um, the last time we got a chance to spend, it, it was it was just you and me prior to the conversation, and I think I caught you in some moment of reflection and just kind of like just spending some time quiet. How important is quiet time for you? Extremely important. As a matter of fact, it's something I've been practicing for many, many years. Now, give me a real quick uh, uh, story where I started was I've always tried to meditate, you know, because I always heard that it was good. Uh, I, I've known uh, Dr. Deepak Chopra for well over three decades now. And when I first started, I, I'm, I'm this kind of person. I go to the best and I go, let me just learn from the best. And of course, that's him. But I had a problem. And the problem was I have a very active imagination. And a very active, uh, and it's just yak, 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 constant. And I have trouble focusing. 
And so I said, look, you know, would you teach me how to meditate? And he goes, yeah. He says, so tell me about what you're doing now. And I go, well, I close my eyes and somebody had given me like a mantra or something to say over and over again. I say, I close my eyes and I start saying my mantra and I'm breathing and everything and I'm sitting full Lotus. And within two or three minutes, I'm thinking about putting tires on my car or, you know, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to eat for lunch or something. I'm so far away from that mantra or that peacefulness that I thought was and what he told me was brilliant. He goes, well, he says, what do you do when you find out that you're no longer focused on what you want or doing your mantra? And I go, well, I get frustrated. You know, I, I, I get frustrated and I think to myself, okay, this isn't working and, and you know, I'll try it again, but I'm frustrated. And he goes, okay, so do this. He says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine a scoreboard, like a, a basketball scoreboard counting down from, from 100 or a digital clock counting down from 100. And I want you to, in your mind, just say the numbers as they count down. And so you go 100, 99, 98, and sequentially you know, all the way down. And he says, when you find yourself not doing that, when you find yourself thinking about tires or whatever it is, stop, take a deep breath, put a smile on your face, and gently go back to 100 and start again. And he said, and he, he told it to me, and I'll tell you now, that meditation is the journey from distraction back to focus. And I didn't know what it meant until I tried it. And here's what happened. So I, I got going, and, and he, by the way, he told me, he goes, I have never made it down past 85. And I go, well, wait a minute. You're Pac, you're, you're the guy, you know, you know, because I you always think of somebody that's meditating as they're just completely blissed in that. He says, no, it's always your brain never shuts up and you're always watching the thoughts go by and then going back. Oh, yes, let me get peaceful. And so what I did, Tony, was I tried it out. I sat down and I caught myself, you know, I probably got to, you know, 95 <laughs> before my brain started to wander and I caught myself. And I said, okay, and I took a deep breath and I put a smile on my face. Now, I'm a, I'm a scientist, so what happens when you do that is your brain actually releases dopamine and it rewards you for having done whatever you did before. And, it, uh, and, and then I said, okay, well, let me get back to 100. And it was amazing, almost instantaneously, not only lasted for a, you know, three seconds the first time that I did it, you go into a, a point of bliss. You're not, you're not, there's no conversation really. It's just like, ah, oh, okay, okay. And that's meditation that way. That's meditation that way. Now, the reason why it's so important now for all of us to do, when I say meditation, let's get, do a, a different method because you don't have to, you know, that's one, that's one way of getting peaceful and everything. But the reason I encourage people to, to do some sort of be silent now is what happens is when you're silent, you, you're forced to listen to your own conversation to yourself. You're forced to because you're all by yourself and, and it never stops. And when you listen to it, if that conversation is not doing what I call love lifting, which is making you feel proud, happy, loved, joyful, grateful, any of those positive emotions, if that conversation is anything other than that, then you've got to change it because, and by, by the way, most of us will find out that it's, it's not even neutral. It's denigrative, denigrative. In other words, we're saying, oh God, I got to take out the garbage or I didn't do this or, you know, something this, and you're beating yourself up over it. It's, it's an achiever's uh, fatal flaw. 
And so the trick is, is when you catch yourself doing it, you stop, take a deep breath, put a smile on your face and just say something to yourself. Like, you know what? It's okay. I forgive myself. Everything is fine. It's going to be fine. Now that's what you do in the moment. This only takes 10 minutes, but after that, Remember, our brain and our body cannot resist repetition. After that, when you're not meditating, you're going to start to catch yourself. Oh, wait a minute. I just said something terrible about myself. Stop it. Take a deep breath. Pat yourself on the back. Shake that ass. Do whatever you got to do to reward yourself for having caught yourself. And then what will happen, Tony, is you will, start a, you will start a habit of catching yourself, saying creepy things to yourself, and then you'll replace it with something else. And that's a real simple way of doing it, but it just works. And especially now that, you know, we've, we've all got this, this time on our hands to be able to do something. You practice that 10 minutes a day and pretty soon you'll find yourself being much more uh, certain, much more happy, much more uh, confident and uh, feeling better. You just said something and I hope everybody really locked in on that. The gift is catching yourself. Yes. Yes. Right. So you, the already already listening, always going, never shuts up. And it's wakes. It's right there. The moment you wake up until the time you go to bed. I used to count sheep when I was a little kid, try to get to, you know, whatever I could get to, to fall asleep. But I loved what, what, uh, Deepak just said to you, you know, I've never got past 85. So there's something there of just getting still enough and shutting up. Yes. Yeah. And then you said too, at first the thoughts are, for me, I, I used to say I'm a piece of shit. That was just kind of the way that I would say, like, you know, I messed up so bad. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to get better. Oh, wait, oh, what happens if I replace them with actually positive things, right? And then, then you said the smile piece, which was really huge. Your smile releases dopamines. It just makes you feel good. Yeah, it can't help it. It's, it's what I call emotional mechanics, Tony. When you smile, your brain releases dopamines. That's it. The more, the longer you smile, the more dopamines it gets released. And dopamines is such a powerful, let's just call it drug uh, or dope, <laughs> if you will, that literally showers your entire nervous system, every cell in your body with, with joy, with love, and makes you feel good. And as just uh, anything with a nervous system, if you give it joy, if you give it pleasure, praise or whatever, and the dopamines get released, the brain goes, oh, wait a minute. What just happened? I want more, so it'll do it again. Now that works in our for uh, against us as well. However, if you take control, you can start to direct your own sensitivity and your own focus and your own life to be more positive and expect more. Yeah, uh, when we we got a chance to chat before you talked about being a father, so I wanted to I wanted to just ask a question about when you were a kid, when you were when you were kind of thinking about what you wanted to be when you grew up. What were you dreaming of? What were you thinking about? Well, uh, interesting question. You know, you and I were uh, talking about our friend Les Brown. Uh, Les called me a couple of days ago. Well, a couple has been a couple of days. It's been uh, almost two months ago now. And he said, Joseph. And he goes, uh, you know, I need you to write another book. And I go, Les, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've written six books and I don't enjoy the process. I do it because I want to get the information out. But I was, you know. But anyway, he, he took me through a process that was absolutely brilliant. And he reminded me of the question that you just asking. Uh, and that is when I was a young man, when I was, uh, you know, all the way back six, seven, eight, nine years old. He said, what did you think about? What did you think about what you wanted to do? And in those days, 
uh, you know, like any little kid, you know, you thought about being president, you thought about things like that. And he goes, well, what was the, th who was the person that Im impacted you the most? And I go, well, that was easy, my dad. And he goes, well, tell me about him. And um, very long story short, that's what my new book is about, is the lessons that my dad taught me and what I thought about what I wanted to be when I was, when I was little. When I peel it all the way, Tony, I wanted to be like my dad. You know, my dad was uh, my hero and still is. Uh, he passed a couple years ago, but he taught me five very important things. And those five things are, uh, in my opinion, the keys to magnificence. Now, anybody can be magnificent. If you, uh, you know, I have this, this thing, whereas instead of just saying a word, let's break it down so that we're all on the same page. Magnificence is simply magnifying the essence of something, magnifying, making it bigger, brighter, bolder, more, more uh, vibrant. And the essence of every human being is that spark of life. And so everybody can be magnificent if you take the opportunity to magnify and focus on those things that are best about you. And my dad had five things, uh, among other things, but these are the five. Number one was integrity. And integrity means what my dad would always say, you, what you say you're going to do, you do. Your word is your bond, and what you say you're going to do, you do. But not just to other people, to yourself as well. And my dad, you know, he, he, uh, he was a, a very, very patriotic man. Matter of fact, I, I paid tribute to him yesterday uh, on Instagram because he, was, uh, uh, he joined the Air Force uh, when, he was 20, when he was 17 years, 17 and a half, you know, in the 40s because uh, he didn't have an education and, you know, he lied about his age to get in the service. And he served for 26 years. Very patriotic. He was the guy that on a day like yesterday, which was Memorial Day, he was the guy putting, putting uh, flags on the uh, unknown soldiers. He, he was so patriotic and also very disciplined because he, that's just who he was. And so he would say, look, whatever you say to yourself is what you're going to believe. And I don't really understand what that meant in the past, but he goes, so tell yourself, yourself what you're going to do and then live up to it. That's integrity. Do whatever you say you're going to do. Second thing was uh, tenacity. And tenacity means to not just do something once or twice. It means do it over and over again until you pass your goal. He said, don't just go in and, you know, if you go to the gym and work out. Matter of fact, my dad, Tony, he, he believed that, uh, you know, you, you got to take care of your body. And so at a very young age, at that age, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, my dad initiated something in our family. He said, you got to do 50 push-ups, 50 squats, 50 sit-ups, 50 jumping jacks every day. Not some days, not most of the days, every day. That was his saying. And Tony, the guy put a chart on the wall. And because we had to be have integrity and not, you know, fool ourselves or anything, we had to put on the chart, myself and my sisters and even my mom, that we did it on that day. And if we didn't do it, he would come in late at night because my dad did the Air Force during the day and did uh, school at night because he got his, his uh, master's degree in night school. And uh, he would come in late at night, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. If we he'd look on the chart and if any of us hadn't done it, he'd wake our asses up and you had to do it. And so what it taught us was, you know, we got in that habit. He was very disciplined. He was harder on me. He had three sisters because I was the only boy. 
And he would always tell me, listen, the world is not going to be as kind as I am. You don't show up and do, do what you said you're going to do on a job. You're out of a job, you know, and you're not going to get what you want in life. And so that second thing was tenacity. The third thing was energy. And uh, he believed that you got to move your body as well. And, you know, you got to have the energy to do things. And, and uh, you know, he, he believed that, uh, that your energy didn't just come from the movement of your body, although that was huge. It, was also, it also came from your joy towards the things that you wanted to do, looking forward to something. And so he, would, he taught us to put something on the horizon. You know, for me as a, as a kid, I used to love to build model cars and airplanes. So he would say, okay, at the end of the week, um, you know, you'll, you'll get to do this. You know, even though I, you know, I had to earn my own money and things like that, he would say, you can't buy it until the end of the week. You know, you can't get it until the end of the week. And at the end of the week, if you've done everything that you said you were going to do, then you get your thing. And that would give me energy. Third thing was kindness. He was extremely kind and he would always say, do as much for somebody else as you would do for yourself, you know, and vice versa. Do as much for yourself as you do for somebody else. And I remember a time, Tony, my dad, my family, we had six people in our family. We were driving home in North freaking Dakota. It was snowing out. It was horrible. I hate the cold. And there was a family that was broken down on the side of the road. And my dad pulled over. He didn't know these people. And it was miserable. And got out and started helping the guy fix his car. Well, they couldn't fix the car. You know, like a half hour went by. They couldn't fix the car. So... And, and by the way, he made my ass get out of the car and go stand with him and, you know, and this guy. And so they said, oh, we can't fix the car. And then I went and got back in the car and I saw my, my dad shake the guy's hand. We got in our car and we drove home. And so we're all getting out of the car. And my dad says, not you. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, help me do this. We go in the garage. My dad packs up his tools. We go back out there and help the guy. And when the guy was, when we got the guy's car started, we, my dad got the car started. My, the guy said, well, what do I owe you? You know, you got to let me pay you for something. My, guy, my dad goes, no, you don't owe me anything. You know, you, you do the same for somebody else, you know? Mm. And so um, uh, kindness was the other thing. And then the other thing, the last thing was, was uh, joyfulness, happiness, laughter, and things like that. My dad was the kind of guy that would laugh so hard that he would, tears would run down his face, not watery eyed, one down his face. And if you know me, I, I love humor. And, and laughter is the best medicine. And so as a child, that's the guy I wanted to be like. And um, it gets me a little emotional when I think about it. That's the guy that I became. That's the guy that I became. I got to tell you, I, that meant a lot. And I really, really appreciate you sharing, you know, um, to magnify the essence, right? You just shared five really amazing things. And, you know, when we're going through, I got goosebumps just talking about this. When we're going through the moment sometimes, we're doing it kicking and screaming, oh, man, why do I have to get out of the car? Dad, it's snowing. Dad, like, I just want to stay in my car. Like, I'm all warm. Get your ass out. And let's go. But there is such a powerful moment in, in, in reflection. So many of us skip the reflection um, because they don't want to study the lesson. And your dad gave you five really, really powerful life lessons. Integrity, tenacity, energy, kindness, joyful, and happy. But I think one of the greatest lessons he gave was also of his service. Yes. And you've been doing what you've been doing for a long period of time. You may have not been in the Air Force for 26 plus years, but you've been serving people. 
And when I read your introduction today, millions and millions of people. So I just want to say in, in reflecting, listening to you share about your father, I could write my own list about you and the gifts that you've given to this world. And I just want to say thank you for your service because um, I'm the person who would be sitting in attendance, listening to you. I, that's where you would find me in a seminar, in a class, working on wanting to be a better human being. So thank you very, very, very much. I know that you have a uh, just a plethora of stuff that you've done. You're talking about your your books and having somebody push you to get your next book out. Now it's it's kind of what was the title for everybody again? Uh, the the new title is Dare to Be Magnificent. So there you go, Dare to Be Magnificent. And by the um, way. It, I've written six books and, I, and not the quickest I wrote one was nine months. The longest was two years. And I just finished this book last week. So less than a month and a half. I, that's how inspired I was to do this. And I think everybody listening should find something that maybe they are thinking about. And it doesn't have to be a novel, but I do find it to be a novel idea that you you follow this person right now on social media. If you're not, I am Joseph McClendon. You can check him out on Instagram. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more as we get ready to head down success mountain. Um, but what a, what a great picture for everybody listening today to a gentleman who has devoted his time. And when I asked him, I said, how can we serve today? Like what, what is that thing that you want to give to the world? He's, I want to impact more people and let my message be heard. And I'm like, damn, I can do that for you because that's what we're all about. Yeah. We're all about finding a way. You know, it's like, man, imagine for a moment you were gifted a hundred pound boulder and you were standing on the edge of a cliff and below was water, still calm water. And you threw your hundred pound boulder into it and you watched the ripple effect. That's what this gentleman has done. He has dropped his boulder and the ripples have affected millions of people's lives because of a gift that he wants to share. And so I hope you stick around. So we're going to learn more today from our very special guest, Joseph McClendon III. And we'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. Hey, since Tony's taking a break, let's take one together. Did you know the average cough comes out of your mouth at about 60 miles per hour, while a sneeze can travel as fast as 100 miles per hour? Jeez. Oh, Tony's back. While you're soaking in this awesome episode, I'm going to go online and search for a sneeze speedometer. All right. We are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show going up Success Mountain, man. I was huffing and puffing and carrying this 100-pound boulder that Joseph said you needed to carry all the way up to the very, very top. And then we got we to gotta make a ripple into the universe. And that's what I love. When people come on to the show and they have such a gift to share, it's less about, hey, look at me. It's more about how can I serve during the break, we were talking to our producer of our show, Mike Galloway. We were talking about the, just the essence of who we are at the human level and the do, right? We can talk about all the day. We can motivate you. We can give you deodorant to make you smell good. But at the end of the day, if you ain't willing to do the work, you're going to stink. And so let's put in some sweat equity. Let's hustle our way down today, the hill of success. We'll get into the fulfillment round. We'll close with something amazing that he wants to give. So be sure to stick around. Don't skimp on your notes. I'm taking notes. I've got five or six pages of notes sitting in front of me of just what this man has shared so far. So I'm challenging you to get five or six notes from here on out. So let's talk about some of the most important things that you love to share. 
you give the information, you, you inspire change and transformation in someone's life. They're like, I'm at your seminar. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get into massive action. Then a couple of days goes by and they forget yeah. what they said they were going to do. How do you help somebody in that, that situation? Well, first off, um, I'm a firm believer of experience goes longer and goes further than knowledge. In other words, when you do something, or you experience something that goes deeper into your nervous system in your your unconscious mind and becomes a living part of who you are. Not to say that knowledge doesn't, because you can read a book and it's stored in your brain somewhere. But when you experience something, if I say to you, hey, listen, let's go skydiving. Or, or I, I say to you, listen, let me tell you about when I went skydiving. We, you know, we got up there, we jumped out of the airplane and it was amazing. You know, that kind of thing. Well, that's going to stay with you for a little while. But if you, if I take your ass up in an airplane and you jump out of an airplane, that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life because you have the experience. Now, in order for that to happen, you've got to do something. You mentioned at the top of the, the uh, podcast that uh, my, my process is tell, show, do. And so that my methodology is I'll tell you something. I'll show it to you, maybe through an anecdote or, or a story or something like that. I'll show you an example if we're on stage, but then we're going to do something. And then when we do something, then you get the experience. But here's the greatest part about it. If I can get you to do something and you produce a shift in yourself, then you not only get the experience, but you have that tool for the rest of your life. And it's a tool. And so my methodology is, let's just say, uh, a little unorthodox. <laughs> uh, you know, I always, uh, and this isn't a joke, and this isn't, this isn't uh, something I made up. No, it, it is something I made up, but I'm not, I'm not being facetious when I say this. I had a practice in Los Angeles for many years that I help people get over fears, phobias, and emotional challenges. And um, I, I would do it very, like I said, unorthodox, but very quickly. And I would, I'd advertise. I'd go, look, if you've got a fear, if you've got a phobia that you've been struggling with for a while, come see me and we'll get rid of it and replace it with something else in a one to two visits, mostly one visit. And so I was inundated, obviously, with a lot. But I say this, if you come into my, if you got a fear of dogs, you come into my office, take a guess what's going to be in my office. It's going to be a dog. And the reason being is because I want you, you and me to experience you, you at your worst, the very thing you're afraid of, so that I can interrupt that pattern and replace it with something else and then give you the tool to do it yourself and then I'm going to send you home. You know, at the end of that session, you're going to hold that puppy. You're going to hold that dog. And you're going to be fine with it. But it's not just what happens there. I'm going to give you something to do when you go home. And as you do it, you'll get stronger and stronger. Can and you talk about replace? That is such a thing. So many people, they, they have a habit. They have a bad habit, right? And everybody thinks that the habit just miraculously goes away. But you replace the habit with yeah, something else. Yeah. Remember, a habit is just a pattern of, of behavior. That's it. But that behavior is always, always, Tony, preceded by a thought. It's always preceded by a thought. Oh, I need to do this. Or and it doesn't mean it's a conscious thought. It can be, an, it usually is an unconscious thought. We call them cravings. We call them uh, yearnings and things like that. But there's something inside that head of yours that's going, I need to smoke another cigarette right now, or I need to do this, or, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just Netflix now as opposed to going and do the things that I gotta, I'm supposed to do. It's always a conversation. It, always. The thought process, if you look at it like this, the, the, the way that human beings, this is human beings 101, 
the way that we function as human beings is it's always as I think, so I feel. As I feel, so I do. As I do, so I have. And what that means is the brain tells the heart what to feel in any given moment, consciously and unconsciously. And it does it by focusing on something and, and the conversation. And every word has the ability to change the biochemical makeup of the blood that flows through us. We talked about dopamine. If you have happy words, if you have positive uplifting words, if you have uh, positive expectancy words, then those words will cause the body to release the, the dopamines that make you feel like, I'm going to do this. But if you have words that are going, I don't want to do this. This is, you know, it just doesn't feel good. I should do this or whatever. Remember, unconsciously or unconsciously, it releases the, the antithesis of dopamine, uh, which is cortisol and, and um, adrenalines and things like that, which cause us to go, screw it. I'm not going to do it. And we move towards something else. And so it's, it's, it's always that. And so the replacement part comes like this. If everything is preceded by a thought process, we call that a state, then uh, if you interrupt that state at any point, then you create what's called a scotoma, a blank spot. And uh, this is kind of psychology 101, but, but uh, most people don't know it. So when you, we've all had the experience where, you, where you're sitting somewhere and you go, I need to go get something. Like I need to go in the kitchen and get an a, uh, ink pen. And you stand up and you go into the kitchen and you stand in the kitchen going, the hell did I come in here for? And in that moment, what has happened is that you have created the perfect opportunity to, to replace whatever, whatever you were in with something else because it's, it's a scotoma is like a blank spot. You can't remember whenever you're confused, your brain is going, what, what, give me something. And it will take whatever you give it. And so when somebody comes into my office, they got a fear of dogs. As soon as they walk in and they see the dog, guess what? They're freaked out and they're looking at their dog and they're in that thought process going, why did this guy bring up? He knew I hated dogs. Why did he, he's, um, I hate dogs and he's freaking out. And then I used to have a, one of those air horns that, uh, you know, so loud and I just have it right there. So the guy would be freaking out looking at the dog and I'd blast that air horn. Now guess what he's not? Or I'd throw a glass of water on him, ice cold water, him or her. Now guess what? They're no longer looking at the dog. They're pissed off at me. But guess what? I've created a scotoma in that place right there. And it gives me the opportunity to put in whatever I want. And what that, how, how we can do that for ourselves is cause yourself to feel bad about something, cause yourself to, to uh, feel unresourceful about something. And when you're in the middle of it, just stand up and shake yourself out and then smile. Because what happens is you're unresourceful, and then as soon as you stand up, you create that scotoma. And when you smile, you release the endorphins. I mean, the, the dopamines and the endorphins. And so what your brain goes is, wait a minute. The next time I feel bad, I want more of these endorphins. So it'll snap you out of it even quicker. That's the broad strokes of it, but it just works. Wow. You know, because uh, I'm in recovery. I've been for over 11 years. And early on in recovery, and I often still hear it today, and I share it with others. When I think like I, I want a craving or I, I want to go into the kitchen and grab something, the idea in the back of my mind is call somebody, right? So for me, I've been conditioned to call my sponsor, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. thinking about this. And that's like the air horn. And I was like, wow, thank you so much for giving it some context because I didn't know what to really call it. I thought maybe my hard drive was skipping and you're like, nope, <laughs> well, <laughs> here's I, something. 
Yeah, it actually is because what happened is is that when you do that enough times, you can never go back to the way you were. See, right now your your auto and by the way, congratulations because that is a, you know I, I my hat is so off to you because that is something that a lot of people struggle with, and if they knew what you know now, they would move in your direction. And when I say new, it's not the knowledge if they had the experience. And so what has happened with you is that you have conditioned yourself to think differently and respond differently. So in other words, when something shows up for you, whether it's a craving or whatever, or stress or whatever, you now default to call my sponsor, or you now default to another conversation that you have with yourself. And I'm in the business of, as we all should be, in the business of switching our defaults. Because most of us don't even know how those defaults got put in there. They could have been put in there. You know, you said when you were younger, you said that you were, you know, your conversation with yourself is I'm a piece of shit. Well, who, where did that come from? That's a rhetorical question. You don't need to tell me. But, you know, it, it could come, have come from some bully on the playground. It could have come from a mom or a dad or somebody that actually was well-meaning. You know, it could have come from a TV. You don't know where that stuff comes from. And I don't have to know what the problem is, is, nor do you, to change it. You just have to be aware of the emotion that's attached to it. And then when you're aware of that emotion, then you can interrupt it. You know, Joseph, I could, I could sit for hours listening to you. Thank you. And, I, and I, I know that, you know, you didn't just wake up one day and you're like, all right, <laughs> I think uh, tomorrow I'm going to... Just go teach this stuff for the rest of my life and change the world through, you know, every interaction that I get to have. But I got to tell you, if there was nothing else I got to do today, I am so glad that I signed up for the opportunity to have you on as a guest. And here was the gift in itself. I could pull my phone out right now and read almost verbatim the stuff we talked about that I sat on my Peloton. I ride my Peloton and I have a... um, a little tray on top of it where I just write, I read in the morning. I kind of just let my body do what it needs to do and let my brain get sharp and ready for the day. It's my version of meditation. And I wrote so many of the things that you and I are talking about today. And I kind of feel like, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you for giving me reinforcements to believe what I was transmitting through my mind down onto paper so my eyes could see it. And you gave me my ears to hear what I needed to today. So I just want to say thank you for the beautiful gifts. You have anybody getting a chance to watch the video. Joseph is a talented musician, an incredible author, a phenomenal speaker, a world changer in what he does for a living, and an incredible father too. Um, And I just want to say, you know, like all stuff aside, you know, it is an absolute gift to spend an hour of my life with you today Um, because the vibrations that you're creating will live on for recordings for generations to come. Uh, You can listen to this show. It'll get translated into multiple languages. It'll be found on social medias for years to come. So when you, when you said at break today, you know, just can I get my message out? I'm going to tell you like every podcast that I've done gets my message out to brand new audiences and worlds. That's why podcasting is so important is it's, it, it's not going to really die unless somebody deletes the internet. And I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So I want to just say thank you. And what I want to do is I, I want to allow people access to you. And I want to get people to, to learn from you. And I want to try to find ways to put butts in seats so people can attend some of your events. First, 
If you would like to learn more, josephmcclendon.com. You can figure out what this genius is up to. You can go and learn from him. He's got countless programs. He's seminars and things you can attend. I did mention, you know, business partners to, you know, Tony Robbins. But I know that you were talking a little bit about you. You want to give. And so I wanted to help people today um, learn from you. Uh, you mentioned on social media, specifically Instagram, I am Joseph McClendon. You can get the Self-Certainty Masterclass. Will you just share for just a moment about this amazing gift that you want to give? And, and I loved what you said. No strings attached, no credit card, nothing. Like, yeah. I'm just here to serve. Well, first of all, first off, thank you. And thank you for this opportunity. And um, you are helping me do what is my life's purpose, as noble as that may sound. I'm, I do what I do because somebody did this for me when I was uh, at the worst part of my life, I was homeless. Um, and um, somebody came into my life and introduced me to personal development. Very long story short, it changed my life. It really did. And when I went back to that person to thank him, I said, well, what, what can I do for you? Because that's the way I was raised. I already told you about my dad, right? And uh, what he said was, Joseph, what you do for me is you do the same thing as you, as, for as many people as you possibly can for the rest of your life. I was 19 years old and I really didn't take it that serious back then. But as I went on, I started to recognize that, as I said, those are my virtues and that's what I do. So my uh, uh, passion for helping other people, that's where it is. And so um, I'll start by saying this. Everything, especially right now, is uh, we have so much uncertainty and most people live our lives in uncertainty. And that in turn produces stress and stress produces cortisol and all the negative stuff that, that denigrates our our nervous system, it denigrates our immune system, and all of those things. And so I created something uh, a while ago called the Self-Certainty Masterclass. And it's not confidence. I mean, confidence is, is a part of it. But confidence is something that is, that is generated in the moment. Self-certainty is that, that positive identity that you have about yourself. That is, that, by the way, lives in every single one of us, but we are not aware of it and we don't bring it to the surface. You have self-certainty about you being able to drive a car, ride a bicycle, write your own name, any of that stuff. But that is something that you can tap into. And remember what I said before, we should all be about replacing our defaults. And so this will help you replace your default. It's, a, uh, it's free. By the way, I'm going to say this straight up, up front. Now, I have, a, I have this, this belief uh, <laughs> and this saying, and that is, if you don't pay, then you don't pay attention. So rarely will I give anything away, but this is no strings attached, absolutely free. This is not lead generation. This is not, uh, you know, uh, uh, get yourself an account. This is not, um, you know, 30 day trial or any of that stuff. You don't leave a credit card, nothing. It is absolutely free. And it's my gift to you uh, because that's what my, my mentor didn't charge me, you know, and this is my opportunity, especially in these times right now. And so it is a uh, audio program with a digital workbook. And as we talked about before, Tony, it's not about just listening to me yak. I'm going to give you some things to do. And it's wax on, wax off. You're going you're gonna to be doing it. It may seem unrelated at the time, but just like the person that walks into my office and there's a dog there, you don't know what's really going on. We're going to be, you are going to be reprogramming and reprogramming yourself for a different default. And if I do it, then that's great. But if you do it, then you have the tool for the rest of your life. And the only thing that I ask in repay is that you pay it forward. I'm not asking you to pay the, to, to send the program forward. You can do that if you want, but I'm asking you to, you become a mentor to somebody else. You can blame Tony. You can blame me. You can go, look, you know, I just learned something and I want to share it with you. 
And so just pay it forward. The life is a lot simpler than we've been led to believe. And those of us that dare to dream and do something about that dream, while the rest of the world is having a nightmare, you're not only going to obviously create the lifestyle, the abundance, the wealth, and the happiness, and all the stuff that you want, but the greatest part about it is that you're going to be that beacon of possibility for the masses. And if there's ever a time that we need leaders, that ever, if there's ever a time that we need somebody that shows by example, it's right now. So please just, just go, to my, go to my Instagram, and it's I am Joseph McClendon, and then click on the profile link, uh, on, my, on the link below my profile, and then just click on something that says the Self-Certainty Masterclass. Now, if you go to my website and you click on that, you're going to have to pay money for it. But if you go do this, it's absolutely free. And again, and uh, you know, I encourage you to, you know, we got the time now, you know, whatever, whatever, wherever, you know, like you said, this lives on forever. So whenever it's happening, you got time. This takes you 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, and you, and you, and you'll prosper. Well, I, I want to say thank you. What a, what an awesome gift. And it says, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention, but she gave it to you for free. So I pay attention before he takes the damn link down. Yeah, it ain't, so it ain't be up there forever. Yeah. So get that stuff uh, started right now. If that's something that you're looking forward to. And if you haven't heard these really cool sounds during the show, that's just how busy this guy is So for him to give us our time. I want you to pay attention to the simple fact. He gave you a gift. Don't waste it. Life is precious enough. And so is this amazing gift. What I want to do now, Joseph, I want to shift you into the fulfillment round. I do run a fulfillment company. So that's why this round is called fulfillment. It's all about helping people personally and professionally. And now I want to get into some questions. Maybe the world doesn't know about you, but I'm going to ask them and there's no right or wrong. All I need from you is your permission by saying, I am ready. I'm ready, baby. Let's go. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right. I know that, you know, with you being a uh, world-renowned speaker, best friends with a lot of people, helpful to so many, your brain doesn't really get a chance to shut down, right? You spend time with your family and whatever it may be. But when you just need you time, where would I find you and what would you be doing? Just you, just quiet enough, still enough for you. I have a room right next door to this one that is my man cave. And I'm, as you mentioned before, I'm a, I'm a recovering uh, musician. <laughs> and so you'll find me in there. Now, whenever you're listening to this, we're in COVID times, so I've got more time now. But that is, that's where you'll find me. That is my, my release. That is my therapy. That is my place that I go to just feel the love and to give and receive to myself. Wow, that that's super powerful. And a lot of people, I hope you caught that, to give and receive, right? Like to spend that quality time helping yourself. Because so many of us are just trying to get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And where's there to get? Where is there really to get? Second question for you. What's playing right now, like in your audio devices? If I was to say like, okay, we're going to go to last night. What was the music you were listening to last night? And I want to listen to the music you're listening to this morning. Remember I said there's a room next door. <laughs> it's, it's actually a music studio. There it. are, uh, you know, I play keyboards and, and a little bit of guitar, but my favorite instrument is bass guitar. I have in that room, 
11 bases. In this room, if you're looking at me live, there's two sitting behind me now. And then there's two uh, in, there's one in another room, one in another room. So there are a total of 15 bases. There are five guitars, uh, uh, two pianos here in this house. And so to answer your question, once a, now it's like once every, I, I make another one like every two or three days, but I make a song that I record and, uh, and that's what's in my head. So what, what, was in my, what was in my playlist, if you will, is the song that I made up the other day. And it's not always something with lyrics. Sometimes it's just a, an instrumental with, that I'll, I'll make it through. And that's, that's uh, where my joy is. And that's my soundtrack. I, you know what? That is, that is beautiful. So, so many of us uh, die with uh, the tune still in us. And you're at least putting tracks down, even if it's just for you. No, it's just for me. No. Have you ever thought about releasing any of this content out so the world can hear it? Well, the answer is yes. And that's what I did professionally for a long time. I was a professional studio musician and I, I had a deal with, uh, a recording deal with CBS Records uh, in 1990 and I made records and, and things like that. So there's stuff out there. Uh, however, um, to answer your question, I'm, I'm starting to do some more things that I'm going to do my own soundtrack for my meditations and uh, guided imageries and things like that. I, I can't wait. I think there's so much just awesome stuff coming out today. When we were at break, you mentioned your podcast. So I want to I want to let people know, or at least let you, the, everybody know that there's a podcast coming. So what's the title of your podcast? It's called Cure for the Common Life. I love it. Available now? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I actually just started it, uh, um, you know, because I have the time now, if you will. And it is about, I will do some interviews. And if you would honor me, I'd like you to have, have you on my show as well. I'd be, I'd be absolutely honored. Um, let me tell you one thing I learned about podcasting. Have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I have so much fun. I, I get to interview some of my mentors and teachers uh, and bring them to the forefront where people that, that might not have that experience and not have that access to them. Uh, and I do deep as well. All right, so Hollywood's making a movie about Joseph McClendon III. But Joseph's so busy, he's stuck in his house during COVID, doesn't have any time to appear in Hollywood on a set. But you do have the opportunity to pick somebody to play you in a movie. Who would you choose? Yeah, that, that one's a simple one, because he looks exactly like me. And I didn't think he looked like me, and he's an actor. And that is LeVar Burton. I was going to say it, but I was like, can I? Can I say it? Oh, yeah. my gosh. LeVar so Burton, he actually endorsed my first book. And everybody would always tell me, you, this guy looks exactly like you. And I met him, and it was like doppelganger for both of us. It was like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Now, you know, both of us have aged, and we look a little bit differently now. But but I think uh, he would be my, he'd be the shoe in. Uh, and if not him... <laughs> My second uh, choice would be Kevin Hart. <laughs> I like that. You said you're funny. he's very, very funny. Uh, I got one more question, and then I need a magical quote to end this, the show. So my, my last question, uh, you invite my wife and I over to your house for dinner. Would you be the type of person to order in, or would you find time to like cook something? And if so, what kind of meal would I find you cooking in your kitchen? We would walk out my back door, go into my greenhouse, and you would choose which vegetables you would want to eat. How'd you know my wife and I are vegetarian? I like that. Well, you would choose because there's, I have a rotating crop that's going on in there. I built a greenhouse. It's only 12 by 12, but that thing just pumps out the, 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 uh, the vegetables. And so you'd choose what, what, what you wanted, and then I would cook it. I would cook yeah. it. 
I got to tell you, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, you're making me hungry. Um, could you leave the world with something uh, that has stuck with you, something maybe you've heard on your journey or something that you've said enough on your journey that would be helpful for somebody today? Absolutely. It's something that I've said. Uh, I didn't create this. Well, I created the last half of it, but uh, I didn't create part of it. And that is that life is exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune favors the bold. And so the trick to life is to boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our special guest today. You can learn more on Instagram, I am Joseph McClendon, or you can check out his website, josephmcclendon.com. And thank you very much for being here. I've certainly been honored to spend this time with you. On behalf of Joseph McClendon, my name is Tony Grubmeyer. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever.